Welcome to another episode of Animator Interviews. My name is Evan Vernon. I'm a contributor at Animation for Adults, as well as Animation Nights New York, also known as Annie. For those new to Annie, we are a monthly screening event and yearly festival that celebrates the very best in animation talent. Our artists come from all across the globe, and many have had their work featured at Cannes, Annecy, and other prominent festivals. We receive thousands of submissions each year and choose just a few films to screen at our monthly events. Today we're discussing one of those films. I'm joined now by Hani Goodman-Winkler and Tali Genshaft. Hani and Tali studied animation at the Bezalel Academy of Art and Design, where they co-directed their thesis film, Elephants in Space. Created in stop motion, the film focuses on three children, Oren, Naga, and Daniel. The three are playing in a stairwell one day when they find a purple coat. Entranced by the coat, the friends escape to a fantasy world, casting themselves in different roles as they brave this new purple frontier. Daniel wants to find an elephant he's imagined. But Orin and Naga picture themselves in space and don't seem keen on hunting elephants. The rejection is more than Daniel can take, and he has an emotional breakdown. What ensues is a telling lesson in patience, empathy, and the true meaning of friendship. Today, Hani and Tali have kindly agreed to discuss this film and the inspiration behind it. Hani, Tali, thanks for coming. To start off, tell us about yourselves. What inspired you to become animators? Well, I've been drawing all my life, and the films I grew up watching were um, uh, Hayao Miyazaki, mainly. And what I've noticed at some point is whenever I watch a film, I get very happy. (laughs) Even if it's a sad film, even if I cry at at the end, uh, it makes me very happy, and I wanted to be a part of, of that industry of that industry (laughs) so that's my take on it yeah so for you Mm. animation it was more of the emotional inspiration is is that right tali that's kind of what i'm hearing uh it was even though right now i'm very much on the technical side and i really like it i think this is my forte thank you thank you so much for sharing honey how about you what inspired you to become an animator um i didn't know so much about animation i really liked art and I always knew that I would be an artist. And when I want to start to go to Bezalel, I thought about, I really in the art world, maybe I will mix it with the uh, filmmaking and cinema and I see what uh, new stuff can come. And then I started, I went to the animation. Yeah. Well said, thank you both so much for sharing um, and giving our listeners some background. Um, I'd like to go ahead and uh, transition to the film. So um, Elephants in Space was the thesis film that the two of you made together when you attended Bezalel. Um, You've both since moved on to your various projects and, um, you know, other films. Um, But tell us a bit about uh, this story. Um, Where did it come from? Both of us uh, used to work with the children before Bezalel. And it was a very strong um, for both of us. And we liked the way of thinking of kids. 
um, then that uh, some stuff can be very complicated, but for them they it can be very simple. And uh, we want to try to to show it to other people. You want to add something? Um, yes, uh, like the story itself is not the story, but the kids are based on kids that we knew work with or have in our lives. Um, and there's just charm to, to the very innocent way of seeing the world that a child has that we wanted to, to put in our film. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, you capture that innocence quite well. Um, you know, for those who haven't seen the film, the, um, the dynamic, the kind of relationship between um, Oren Naga and uh, your main character, Daniel, is very heartwarming. It's clear that these um, children care about each other. The way that they express themselves and, and their imagination is very true to life. Um, so it's no surprise that the two of you have worked directly with children before. I think that shows very well um, in the film. So thank you um, for sharing. I did want to ask um, about uh, Daniel a bit. So, um, you know, before the interview started, you, you said there are different ways to read this film. But um, when I was watching it, um, I was under the impression that he was um, possibly on the um, autism spectrum. Um, and that, I think, um, part of his, um, his personality, his mind is kind of what causes that emotional break that he experiences when he wants to find the elephant. Um, and uh, Naga and Oren really aren't interested. Um, you've hinted at this, but what inspired you to focus on um, a character who is on the spectrum? Uh, I think at first, when we, when, we, when we started thinking about the film, uh, we didn't have anything in mind. We knew we wanted to, to make a film about kids, yeah. not, not specifically for kids, but about kids that will not have any, any adults in it. And we wanted to, to see the dynamic between kids. Yeah. And, we want and, to see how the kids react when one of them is different. If he can be just different, he can be a bit weird, or it can be on the spectrum. Everyone can see it in his way, but uh, yes. how the, the kids react to this. Yeah, well, you know, we live in a world where, unfortunately, people aren't always as accepting as they should be. And, um, you know, whether you're a child watching this film or an adult, there's something to be learned, right? You know, um, because uh, Oren and Naga are very accepting of Daniel, you know, when he kind of has his meltdown, they, they seem a little afraid and even angry initially, but they, um, they comfort him. And the sad reality is that not everybody would react that way, would they? Um, do you think that's kind of what you're, I don't want to lead the question, but do you think that's kind of what you're trying to, to teach your, your, your viewers when they see this film? What would you like people to, to learn from this movie? I didn't think that we want to teach them how they should be. Uh, we want to show that someone, uh, children can, can uh, behave, behave like this with no one telling them. When I worked in place, in this place with the children, every kid had his issue, issues. They, um, he have uh, something and he have another something and they was like a normal and they was fighting, but when someone, uh, having um, uh, an outbreak. Yeah. So the other kids was with him. 
they were helping him, they were understanding to him. And this is very special stuff that I don't think that they, we see. I think that we are as adults can learn it from them. Yeah. Yes, and, and that there's, um, there's something so simple about it. Like it doesn't matter, it, it doesn't matter if I, if I call you or them, or it doesn't matter if I call someone autistic or fat or mm-hmm. name anything. It, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter to them. So there's something so simple about that way of seeing that this is what we wanted to enhance. <laughs> There, there is something, I guess, magical about just a, the mind of a child. I hope this relates to what you just said, Tali, but, um, you know, it's clear that um, Orin and Naga are aware of um, that, that Daniel is a little different from them, but they're still friends with him. You know, this isn't the first time I'm guessing that he's had an episode like this. And the fact that they just see him as a whole person, as Daniel, you know, um, you know, a boy who's wonderful and just happens to be autistic, you know, um, as something that isn't negative, just a part of him, um, is, 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 is really special. I, I kind of w- wanted to ask the two of you a bit about the technical side of this, if you don't mind. Um, I'm not an animator myself, but um, the, the love between these characters is so palpable. It's so true to life, you know. Um, I mean, they feel like they're actual human beings on screen. Um, so as artists what are some of the considerations you keep in mind when you are trying to make animation that viewers can connect with and identify with? Does does that make sense? It does. Uh, Observation, a lot of observation. Uh, I I can tell, like when we worked on it, uh, I was more on the puppet side and on the character side and Hani was on on the scenery. So Hani can tell you a lot about the scenery that I think that there's a lot of observation there. Uh, but I'll start with the characters. That firstly, they're based on real kids. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not, I can't say that Nova is this kid, and but we we did look at photos and we said, oh, we like this, we like that. And when we animate them, we we took a video reference of our own, of ourselves. And really acting it as if we are the kids. And so I think this is something that makes the, the character seem alive. And, and Hani, I think you have a lot of tale about the scenery that is the same. Yeah, uh, for me, the most important thing uh, to think about the first, at the beginning was the material. Um, what we want to make everything from the puppets and the scenery. And we chose fabric. Mm-hmm. And uh, what uh, was very important for us, that uh, also the puppets were from fabric, but also the, the coat that leads them to the uh, imagination world of them. So it's all connected together. And uh, the fabrics and the strings. And, and I think that uh, this is the, the magic of stop motion that uh, you can uh, choose material that have a meaningful. Yeah, and uh, we didn't mention this earlier, but that, that is interesting that you chose stop motion um, very intentionally um, when you were making this film. You know, I mean, if anyone's looked at either of your portfolios, you have other skills in your wheelhouse, you know? I mean, 
Um, Hani, I, I know you've kind of done some multimedia stuff, I think. And then Tali, you've also worked with uh, 2D um, animation a bit too. So that's interesting how you use those, like you said, Hani, real world fabrics um, to describe um, a very real world scenario, you know, something that you've observed um, in the actual uh, universe. Um, so really, really, really interesting. I would be curious to know, were you two paired up when you worked on this um, or did you choose to um, co-direct? In the first year of Bezalel, we, we say, we're going to do this movie together. Yeah. And uh, we really did it four years later. Yeah, we really tried not to work together throughout this four years so we wouldn't get bored of each other, but, but we yeah. did work with each other. And we're still working with each other. We're doing some uh, stuff together, not all the time, but if I have something new, I ask Tali, you want to join it? And I also worked with Tali. And also when we worked on the separate things, we still always work together. Yeah. At what point did you realize that you made a good team? You both, I'd imagine, bring different skills to the table. Can you describe your working relationship as co-directors? I think that story-wise, I, I think the way I saw it, so at first I thought Hani's better at story, but, but, uh, but it was always uh, very intertwined story-wise. Like Are we were brainstorming mostly... together. I think this is the most important stuff. That when we're thinking about stuff, it's just a huge brainstorming. She says something, I say, she said, and then we have a story. <laughs> yeah, we had tons of post-it notes, post-it notes on my on my wall that we just rearranged or added something to it. Um, and on and on other aspects of of making the film, which is not the story, we did have like a separation or one one has one hat and the other one has another hat. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about this kind of free exchange of ideas that the two of you have. Um, whenever we've talked to people who work either in a pair or as a group, that always seems to be a commonality between those teams that people aren't afraid to talk to each other, you know, build on their strengths and, um, you know, uh, speak freely, you know. Um, so that's really good to hear that you have a very, um, healthy and it sounds like productive working relationship because of that. Um, can you tell us about any projects you're working on now? I have a very special project. I still don't know if it's going to be an animation, but um, um, it's called um, a brother, a siblings make alive. In Israel, we have a lot of uh, people that uh, die on on the war and on the uh, building this, this country. So I am part of a group of an um, artist that's meeting with uh, siblings of people who die in the world. Mm. And we I interview uh, some woman that uh, her uh, brother um, died like 40 years ago in the uh, Milchemet Yom Kippur, if you know. And we have an exhibition for two months. And it's uh, very special because we have uh, lots of different stories of um, people that um, miss their uh, brothers. 
but uh, in the exhibition, uh, we want to show uh, the life that they, they had together to make alive the connection between the brothers. And we have uh, all different artists from a, a lot of kind of um, stuff. Yeah, that's really interesting, Hani. Um, you know, we've um, we featured a lot of artists from uh, Bezalel and really just Israel in general. And it's fascinating because there seems to be a very journalistic, almost kind of um, even like documentarian um, aspect um, to a lot of the animators um, who work in Israel, um, which you don't always see, you know, in America or other parts of the world. So that's really kind of to your credit that you're, you're focusing on real world issues and using the medium to kind of underscore things that we need to care about because they are happening in the real world. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I think that yeah. animation, can you can escape with it. But yeah. also you can talk about stuff that it's hard to talk about them. This is the power of animation. So we can do acute stuff and I like them and it's very important too to clean your head. But also you can take a subject that's very hard to talk about and to talk with a lot of people with, with special techniques. Very well said, honey. Well, I, I wish you the best as you work on that project and I hope that we get to see it at some point too. Um, do you know if this is going to be distributed um, like online or outside Israel? If I if I might um, ask, I, I can check about it. Yeah, yeah, probably too soon to to tell, but um, yeah, that sounds very worthwhile. Thank you, um, Tali. How about yourself? Any uh, current uh, or future uh, projects in the works? Uh, yeah, I'm on the other spectrum. <laughs> uh, I work as a 2D animator. Mm -hmm. uh, and soon I'll start, like in two weeks, I'll start animating for a, a show, an Israeli show uh, that will be um, a, a web show. And, and, and also <laughs> I'm working with two other friends on a short film for kids, but it's really, it's, it's, it's so, so much in the start like in the beginning, it's, I don't know how to say it. Like uh, I want in, to say- In development, it's, right? Yeah. It's in development, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what, I think I really want to make more content for kids. Yeah. You know, earlier, I should have mentioned this, you you talked about, um, or you cited Miyazaki as an inspiration. And uh, I, I've seen your demo reel. And your that influence is very evident in the 2D art. I think some of the 2D art you've done. Is um, this show going to look like that? Um, I'm, I'm just curious. It's kind of the web show? No, the web show, no. Yeah. But, but we hope our film would, the, the short ones. Yeah. That's still developing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds exciting. You know, I, I know that the uh, the production pipeline can take a while, but hopefully we get to see that in the not so distant future. Um, <laughs> yeah, very exciting um, that you two are, you know, continuing to express yourselves and collaborate while also, you know, working on your own individual projects, too. Um, so um, for all those tuning in, if you want to continue following, uh, Hani and uh, Tali will uh, share all their pertinent social media handles in the interview description. Um, really look forward um, to seeing what else you two produce. Um, but thank you for joining us today. Best of luck to you in the future. Thank you, thank you very much. much.